listener. Hello, everybody. Episode 15, Born Funny, coming at you. With Nick White. Enjoy. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Do we need to do more? Well, what else do you want to say? Well, nothing. I think we've... It's a good episode, Nick White. It is. It's great. Very well known on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Does all the colleagues, you know. He's, I think the, one of the first things I say to him, I mean, well, you're about to hear if this is actually the truth or not, is I'm over people sending me his videos. Videos, yeah. I think that's the first thing I said to him. Did you know he was nearly a digital producer here? Nick White? Yeah. He wasn't? Oh, we've completely... I thought he was. Oh, Tim Collins, oh. another person soon to come on the Thank Born you, Funny. Should do this again. So Dave Hughes was almost <laughs> our digital producer. Ninoyama. Right. Ninoyama used to be our executive producer. Let's just make shit up. That's yeah, fun. That's, that's, what, good, that's yes, what we should do. What you're about to hear is Nick White, and also he is a trained fighter pilot. Yeah. He was in the German army. He was, and he talks about it in depth. Yeah, he does. This is a, this is a three-hour podcast. And it's completely in German. Not us, because we can't speak German, but he speaks only German. Auntie Donna mm-hmm. are our dads. They, all three of them. All three of them are our A dads. little bit of yeah, from every E3 single one. one of them. We put it in a cup, shuck it up. Sh- shuck it up. It's not an oyster. <laughs> Fun fact. I, I hate it. Every- <laughs> I, I hate Auntie Donna's <laughs> Did you? Doesn't that mean they're our dads? <laughs> no. No, that means you're fucking sick in the head. There's something fucking wrong with you. What's wrong with you? I told you when we started we should get out of here. This is your fault. (laughs) This is your fault. But also, this is a fun thing. Producer Jared, um, remind us to do this all the time. We're going to just make up stuff about the guest. And then people will be like, holy shit. I can't wait to listen. German um, pilot. So... Don't rub your eyes. Sushi mango yep. are actually... A fruit. <laughs> three mangoes. Human-sized <laughs> And they, they don't say anything the whole time. And we're like, geez, you fuckers are rude. <laughs> and we are talking to three life-size... The biggest mangoes in the world. Yeah. Yep. Go back and hear that episode. <laughs> so if you missed that, wow. Anyway. Anyway, Nick White. <laughs> Ah, funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real-life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Hello, it's Nick White. Tell me, were you born funny? Look, I have no idea. I'm leaning towards... Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed. But, no, but... <laughs> Please get the round of applause ready for a self-described late bloomer. Um, our guest moved to New York City in his mid-twenties to figure out who he was and where he'd fit in the world. Um, unlucky he didn't fit in there. Lucky for us he didn't fit in because he's here now. He's a Brisbane-born comedian, weird flex, but okay, who has performed at comedy clubs, comedy strips. He's even had sold-out shows at the Laughed Out Lockdown and the Good Chat Comedy Festivals. Along with performing all around Sydney, Nick has amassed uh, a following on TikTok with over 20 million likes and counting, not mentioning all the videos he's doing for other creators. I mean, he should be getting more credits. His favourite film is Twilight, apparently, and he believes it's everyone's favourite film. I'd love to get his thoughts on that. Please welcome to Born Funny, Nick White! Nick, welcome! Hello! Oh my god, what an intro! That's crazy. That's what we're known for. Uh, our good producing team out there, they write a beautiful intro, and yeah, we find wow. out all that stuff just as much as you do. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Twilight's my favourite movie? Interesting. Oh. I thought it was, I thought it was new 
moon. No, no. I was about to say because every question I have is Twilight related. Actually, I mean, speak. I want to uh, go straight away into the, all the TikToks and stuff because mm. I think out of all the people, I think we've had almost 20 people on this podcast now, out of all the people who've come from so many different comedy f- forms, mm. the amount of videos that I get sent from you doing co-worker Sorry, stuff. You know, from him. People no, him personally. Him. Okay. He does, you guys <laughs> know each other. Like, hey, look at this one. <laughs> That's okay, why Nick's hey. on. It's like, all right, bro, you can be on the podcast. Uh, no, from other people sharing Nick White's videos, is it, it's starting to get annoying. Mm, um, so if you could just really slow down your social media trajectory. It's speeding up, baby. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Apologies. Is that a question or is it just a statement? No, just yeah, a, just a, fuck you, Nick. No, yeah, sorry. Away. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it's, sorry it's, your friends were obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, and one of them is my partner Meg because I mean she works in a corporate setting, mm. and uh, and all the different characters you do for for different coworkers and all that kind of stuff. She will like we'll sit there and watch the video, and she goes, "That's Ange." Oh, really? And I go, oh, "I don't know who Ange is," and she goes, "She's the boring one." I hope and Ange I, doesn't listen to this. No, she, she's the boring one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. You <laughs> listen to something this funny? She has a puzzle to finish. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nick, what are, let's go back early earliest days. Do you have an and what's your earliest memory of making memory of making people laugh? Um, there's kind of two very early ones. One of them was in like primary school. We got given these things called story starters where like the teacher would be like, it was a dark cloudy night. I went into my backyard and I saw this bright light coming down and then dot, dot, dot. And then we got to finish it. Great. And I was, I remember I was eight and I just wrote, I was like, I being like led to like, I meant to write about an alien abduction. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I just completely just wrote the most random thing. And the, we had to go and line up and the teacher would like read them and then yeah. give us like a tick and we'd sit down. Yeah. And the teacher just would not stop laughing at mine. And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then she couldn't stop laughing. So then she read it to the class and then the whole class laughed. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. So do you remember what you wrote? Well, I was obsessed with the Amanda show at the time. And that uh-huh. show was so random. It was like yeah. that sketch show on Nickelodeon. Amanda, please. Yeah, Amanda, yeah. please. Mm. And they would just always say random things like ointment and like random stuff. So I tried to just be like, and then a moose came up and yelled it. Like, I just like dumb shit like that. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be so random. And then the teacher loved it. Um, and then the other time, I remember around the same age, I was like eight or nine. Uh, my brother played soccer yeah. and I used to have to go to the games and just like sit there with all the parents and I just used to watch the parents and then we'd get home and I'd impersonate the parents <laughs> and then my parents would like guess who I I'm like guess who this one is and I used to also draw them I used to draw people and right. act as people okay. to make people laugh do you when you got that laugh so the when the teacher's reading out mm. and you and she's having that uncontrollable laugh and then the whole class laughs do you remember how that made you feel were you like ooh this yeah. feels good felt like a drug yeah <laughs> I was and like, I'm like a real drug. Gateway drug. Comedy, <laughs> and then you're doing heroin. And now it's, it's our first meth yeah, addict here, yes. Nick White. Born methy. I think I've made that joke before <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Yeah. in humour. Yeah, yeah, Dave Hughes. Dave Hughes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So what about, what about your family? You mentioned how big your family? you got a brother. Are they, are they mm. funny people? Depends who you ask. Well, I don't think my mum doesn't find me funny. At all? I mean, like, sometimes she'll be like, oh, that was a funny tick. Well, now that, like... I'm known for being funny. She's yep. starting to change her tune. But is like, she on social media? Is she on TikTok? Yeah, and she stuff? made TikTok just to watch my TikToks. Right. Yeah, okay. But there's an account impersonating me at the moment, posting old videos of mine. And my mom's like, oh, I loved that one you did yesterday. I'm like, I did that in February. And she's like, no, I, it came up yesterday. And then I found out it's because, yeah. Oh, so someone's getting your clicks. Yeah. It's 
pissing me off. Do you how, do you, how do you shut that down? Oh, I don't know. Well, I, I have friends who work at TikTok, so I'm just like, sort this out. Because then when I post it to my story to be like, everyone report these people, I got reported. And TikTok gave me, <laughs> I got an official strike. You got a really? warning? Yeah, they're like, you're bullying. You've been given a strike. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I can't report them because I'm not verified. So they're like, you're a no one. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just yeah. annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, you and your millions of likes, you're a nobody. Yeah, so and you? like, and this random person, I've gotten three accounts taken down now and they just keep hopping up. Right. It's, yeah. It's a real problem. It's really ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Let's use this platform to cancel all these people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, so your, mu- your mum's on TikTok. You, she, mm. she, traditionally, she hasn't found you overly funny at school, like uh, like when you were younger coming up. I think, I think up, they like... just thought I was weird. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They knew I was like a weird kid because I've had... I've come up with characters since I was like seven mm. and I'd tell my mom about my characters and I'd draw them and be like, look at Noni was my first character. who was like this middle-aged woman. Yeah. I'd be like, look at Noni and her house. And like, I was just weird. So who was Noni? Like, okay, let's go to Noni. Okay, then. Yeah. Who, who was Noni and why did you come up? Was it, did you just wake up in the morning and go, fuck, Noni. That's it. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, yeah. I think it was probably cause like I used to hang around my mom and her friends a lot and my grandma and stuff. And Noni was very like, hi doll, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think I got the name Noni from like Noni Nasalhurst on Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> I was like, Noni would suit my Noni. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. And I just, and then from then I would just always come up with characters. What do you, what do your parents do for a living? Uh, my mom works at Kmart and my dad works. He kind of, well, he just retired actually. Okay. But, okay. um, He's always helped uh, get employment for like disabled people okay. entering the workforce. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So were they pushing you into comedy or they're just like, ah, oh, son's weird. You just uh, keep going, man. They've always you just let me do whatever I want. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only been doing comedy full time for like eight months or nine months. But when, mm. when you're at school, was it something that you did or was it like, you? how were you at school? Were you a studious kid? Like, were you, did you get good grades? Uh, I was always kind of like, av- or maybe slightly above average. Yeah. But I was really shy. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do, dra- I did drama in primary school. Yeah. And then I got really shy and I stopped doing anything. Oh, wow. No extracurricular, no sport. No... Do you remember why you were so shy? Was there, oh, it's because it's... It's I didn't realize I was gay yet, but I realized that I was different. Yeah. Right. I just became very self conscious and I just, yeah, I just uh, felt really weird. Could... So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get, get bullied. Yeah. So I'll just not get noticed, yeah. which is so sad, but like, I mean, I didn't get bullied, but I couldn't, I, but I couldn't <laughs> hey, be myself. So, it worked. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. have, I mean, so in, in that period where you were super shy, but mm. you're still doing drama and that kind of stuff, did you have, I guess, friends or a friendship group that you could be yourself with? Or even then you were still shielding who you actually were? Kind of. I mean, yeah, I was friends with like the nerdy group, yep. small nerdy group, solid, strong group of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was definitely the funny one yeah. amongst them. But yeah. yeah, I feel like it wasn't until I was in my 20s, I started to, I'm still figuring out who I am. So yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still getting more confident, like as time goes on now. But so yeah. when you, when you leave high school, did you, what, what are you pursuing? Like are you going to uni, are you doing a trade? Like what are you, what's going through your head in that end of high school part? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess. I, I know that I'm a creative person, so I decided to study architecture. Oh, wow. And I, I have a master in architecture. <laughs> That's yeah. huge. That's huge. Yeah. Drawing Noni, drawing houses. Yeah, yeah <laughs> literally. Well, my creative outlet um, growing up was The Sims. Now my creative outlet is performing and, you know, TikTok and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the time, because I was so shy, my creative outlet was The Sims, and I'd come up with 
storylines, families, houses, like everything. Even if I'd, I was watching a show I liked at the time, like Big Brother, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the Big Brother house. Yeah. Chuck in 10 people. So, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, well, I like building houses on there. Yeah. I may as well be an architect. So it sounds like, I mean, from, from the draw, I mean, obviously there's the comedy side, but the drawing side as well, you're almost like a, it's like a visual creative as well. Mm. Is that something that you've retained? Like, I know you do characters and like you'll put a wig on for somebody or mm. you'll put, you know, a, a scarf on for somebody else. Is that visual element to comedy very important? important to you yeah you i think holding so on to that yeah yeah i mean i think i've realized my strength is character comedy yeah which is a very visual thing and i've realized only in the last few months that my face is like can just make people laugh <laughs> which is like such a gift but also a bit insulting <laughs> like, like i just did a show in london and the fans there like they loved i could just like look like this <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, you can't see it, but like, yeah. it's a great look, guys. Oh, it's a, it's, it was, it, is it was fun. Pretty it's funny. Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they just lost it. And I was like, that's crazy that my face. I didn't know my face was that funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now I do. Because I've seen clips of your stand-up and it like things are simple. I mean, people, as you say, like uh, some people can do it, some people can't. But as si things as simple as you taking a sip of water is something that you notoriously get big laughs for. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm lucky that I can work in some character quirks. I mean, if someone came to see my stand-up and had no idea who my characters were. Yeah. Because like, I just do the claw finger when I take a sip of water, that which my character does. Like, the, and everyone's like, huh. So, yeah. So we're just walking like, past going, I'll get a ticket to the quiet. They'd be like, is that guy okay? Like, that looks painful <laughs> sipping that water. It's, it's that your mum. Is he okay? Oh, it's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mum. <laughs> so, go back. So, when, you, when you're doing architecture, mm. is there any creative outlet at that point outside of drawing? Like, is there any comedy? Is there any humor in your life? Are you funny um, to friends at uni? Yeah, or? yeah. And I mean, it's bad, but I would always be able to do impressions of lecturers, other students. Right. I've like everyone in my world, like coworkers, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I could do impressions of. Yeah. And sometimes it was bad because, you know, sometimes it's mean to hit someone impersonate you. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember in primary school, I could do a really good impression of this guy in my friendship group. And there was this bully that would sometimes hang out with us. Yeah. This huge guy who was so scary. And he used to be like, oh, do the impression of Dan, like in front of Dan. I was like, oh. sorry, Dan. And then I, I to, just to make him laugh, he was like, ha, ha, ha. Sorry, Dan, but it's you or me, mate. I was like, I don't want to die. So, <laughs> this guy was so scary. Um, but he liked my impressions. So. Yeah, great, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, on that, and we have asked people this in the past for, for various reasons and all that kind of thing. Like during that time where it was obviously pretty difficult sometimes, you had, you know, the bullies coming in and uh, you were still shy. Did Was comedy a mechanism? that you would use to shield and protect yourself or it wasn't that developed yet? Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah, like in that situation, yeah. I was yeah. very, everyone would just say, oh, Nick White's really quiet. No one really knew anything about me. But in that situation where like a bully liked our group of nerdy friends sometimes, I'd be like, well, to protect myself, I'll make him laugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but it, was, it was also like kind of the, the flip, like when I started to get really insecure, I would be able to impersonate friends in my group to make them feel bad. Like I was kind of mean with it. Like it's a scary skill to have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be able to like, yeah, just like, pick up on people's traits of it. You do realize you laugh like this, right? And they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, stop Actually, it. <laughs> that is something we haven't really spoken about on Born Funny so far is it's comedy can be used as a weapon. Yeah. In the, especially with somebody like yourself who has uh, such keen observational skills and mm. can replicate that. Um, and we haven't really spoken to somebody who kind of has that ability to do so. We haven't so. spoken to a bully yet. We haven't spoken to a bully. <laughs> 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 and let's bring that guy in. 
crud. Uh, did you did you realize at the time that you know comedy had this power to you know protect you, but also if you wanted to you know attack somebody else? I don't think I was smart enough to realize that it was those particular skills that could be mean. But I yeah. remember at the time being like, I can make people laugh, but I can also yeah make people. Well, it was also it was still making people laugh, I guess, yeah, yeah, by yeah. making fun of other people. And now I still do that, but now I do it in a way that's more like generalized. Like this is this coworker you can all relate to instead of like a specific person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's just this is like... Janine Smith. She is yeah, born yeah. on this day. If you're listening, Janine, get a load of this. <laughs> you sound like this. Um, but yeah, and I think, yeah, and it's, I was really, yeah. I could impersonate people and it just wasn't nice. Do you, do you still do it now around close friends? Like, do you impersonate other friends? Yeah. Like, and do your friends make you do it now still? Um, yeah. We, well, yeah. all my friends are comedians, so we're always just, like, doing that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, what not all my do. friends, but, yeah, we... I could used to impersonate this kid from uni. Well, not a kid. We were, like, 25. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> He's still, mate, we're 30 and we're kids. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But he was, like, he was so... And I didn't feel bad impersonating him because he was so mean... Like one day at a barbecue, he was like, yeah, uh, Nick, have you ever noticed that all you have is being funny? There's nothing more to you than that. Like he was very like, intellectual. And I yeah. was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> so then I was like, fuck it. I'm doing your yeah. impersonation behind your back every day. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He you sucked. Yeah. Did you, you're talking about like, you know, back in high school, you sort of pull back. You, you don't know yet. You haven't come out yet. Mm. Did coming out give you more confidence? Like, oh, when, did, yeah. when did you come out? Not till I was 25. Okay. I'm 30 now. But yeah, um, it's when I moved to New York. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So over there or you came out here and went, see ya? Uh, when <laughs> I moved there, because like, yeah. I just felt more comfortable being myself. You had no family or friends around? and No, I, I had friends there already. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what prompted me to move as well. Like I had some best friends who lived there. But yeah, I just wasn't ready in Brisbane. And I was always like, oh, I'll just come out once I have a partner because then it's less of a like, I have to tell everyone something. It's just a yeah. more casual, like, oh, here's my boyfriend. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I never got a boyfriend because... <laughs> I hadn't come out. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a I was chicken like, egg thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken, yeah, yeah. Yeah. chicken egg. Cart horse, out, Nick. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. It's <laughs> yeah, so silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in New York, I just felt really comfortable being myself. So, yeah, yeah I just started... I didn't care who knew yeah. kind of thing. That transition from high school to university, often you see a, a lot of people coming to their own in university and stuff because it is so much bigger and you mm. can kind of, you know, choose your different eclectic groups and, mm -hmm. and be a part of so many different things. Was there a change between high school and university for, for you in, in terms of shyness and I guess being more confident or you still hadn't got there yet? Uh, I think it was, yeah. So I did town planning for one year. And then in my first year of architecture in the second semester, there was this like group of four people that it was in one of my classes. And I used to see them and be like, they are so cool. I became obsessed with them. I was like, I'm, and I'd always be like, okay, next week I'm going to sit with them. I'm just going to do it. And then I'd always chicken out and sit with like the quieter kids. Like, oh, um, but then one of them was in another one of my classes and she was like, oh wait, you're funny. Like one time her and I were just talking about summer high tie. Yeah. And then I remember she told me like, Years later, she's like, oh yeah, I said to them, I was like, we need to start sitting with that Nick kid. He's funny. Yeah. And then one of the other ones who's now my friend Marcos, he was like, nah, that guy's way too quiet. Oh, yeah. And I never let him live it down. I'm like, remember when you said I was too quiet? <laughs> but yeah, and they became like my four best friends. Yeah. And they were all planning to go on exchange to Europe. Sure. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I might as well. And then yeah, they really brought me out of my shell because I just thought they were the coolest people. And then they were like, you're really cool too. And then I, it just made me more confident. And they were funny and they were from like all over Brisbane. Like I, I grew up in the Redlands, which is like, 
like Bayside suburbs. Mm. Um, and I was like, ooh, city kids. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, they brought me out of my shell when I was like 19. Yeah. So okay. what, why did you go to New York? It wasn't them that went to New York? Other friends went to New York? Uh, one of them moved to New York after we graduated our undergrad. Yeah. Um, and how long were you in New York for? Two and a half years. And what were you, what were you, were you working over there as an architect or? Yeah. Yep. I, I worked at a cafe for like nine months. Yep. And then I decided I wanted to stay. So I got another visa where you have to like work in your field. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I worked in architecture for, for about like, yeah, nearly two years. So are you, any comedy there or doing anything? Oh, and I did stand up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so the, right, okay. is, is New York where you did your first stand up? I started in Brisbane okay. for about eight or nine months. And then I moved to New York. What, so, what prompted you to do your first stand up set? Uh, I mean, because I was born funny. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was Thanks for coming, Nick. We no. Got no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, I, well, cause I knew that I could make people laugh yeah. and I, yeah. I did raw, you know what raw, raw comedy, comedy is? Yeah. I did it once when I was 20 and I didn't tell anyone it was a yeah. secret and then it, I didn't get through. And then I just did it again when I was 23 and I got to the semis and then I was like, okay, maybe I'm decent. And then the end of that year, when I graduated my master's, actually, I was like, I need a new creative outlet. So I started doing stand up regularly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I loved it. So uh, the the raw comedy jokes the first time yeah did you did you write stuff or did you kind of wing it up there or how how was that experience getting in front of stage with the microphone was so scary being this shy kid to yeah, yeah I was terrified well I was twenty one or twenty yeah um and most of my jokes were about like just to, yeah I don't Do you really remember it was about um I remember I made jokes about the Redlands where I was from yep. I don't really remember what the rest of the jokes were, <laughs> but like I got some laughs. Yeah. Um, and again, did that, so did that nervous. feeling when, when those laughs started coming through, like that first laugh when you get up there, mm. were you like, okay, this isn't actually that bad. And then the confidence came out afterwards or did the first couple not go as well? Or I guess, cause you hadn't done it before. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I remember like it, I got enough laughs to not be mortified and to be like, I'll do this again at some point. Yeah. But I just remember being so nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was so scared, but I was so proud of myself. I came home and I was like, I like to my mum and dad, I was like, guess what I did tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking it was bitch. like, yeah. And I literally for years, cause it was three years till I did my next gig. And I'd be like, yeah, I've done stand up. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty scary. But like, once you do it, it's like, <laughs> I was so annoying. <laughs> okay. So the second time around, so what, so, and then how many years passed before you go into Raw again? Three years. Three. Now, did you do any like sets beforehand mm -hmm. or, and so nothing else you just went. By just telling everyone like uh, stand up's yeah, easy. Yeah, you're just okay. going to get up there. So yeah, I made what, it sound like I'd done more sets, <laughs> yeah. but I hadn't. <laughs> so 20, 21 years old, you do Raw once. Yep. Two years goes by, no stand up, and then you mm. go into Raw again. Yeah. How was that second experience up there? Well, I was still very, very nervous, but I got to the semifinal that time. Yeah. So that's. Well, you were an experienced stand up. Yeah, I'd had a whole five minutes experience. <laughs> um, so then that's kind of, yeah. I, th I feel like when you when you first start stand-up, there's just like this delusion that like you just think, I don't know, like I remember being so nervous, but being like, yeah, I've done it twice now. Like it's just annoying. But um, <laughs> And then, yeah, I remember the semi, if I didn't get to the semi-final, I might not have had the confidence to keep going. Yep. But then uni was, I did my master's that year, so it was crazy. And then once that was over, I was like, I'm going to enter Raw for a third time. And then I probably did like five open mics before the third attempt because yeah. you can only enter three times. Yeah. Um, and I got to the semis again, but then, but then I just loved it by that point. So yeah. I just kept, I was doing like as many gigs as I could a week in Brisbane. Do you remember those jokes? The second time you went around to Raw oh, and then yeah. you started doing more? Oh, the second time? 
I don't remember. I remember the third time it was like, yeah, jokes about how my brother, because my brother is a soccer player. He played for the A-League and stuff. Oh, yeah. shit. And I compared like him and I to like Beyonce and Solange. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I'm the Solange of the family. <laughs> I'm still good, but like no one thinks about me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Do, is there, a, is there, a, maybe not from that poop, maybe it's, you know, when you're in New York or whatever, but is there a... An early joke, an early bit that really stands out, that just really killed, and then you've like, oh wow, I feel like I'm this is I'm really good at this. Yeah, I think it was. Well, actually, there's a joke that's from ages ago. It was actually in my third raw set. Yeah, and then it was about it's about my mum and Uber. Yeah, yeah, and then like. I did it a lot and then I got sick of it. So I stopped. And then last year, a friend was like, why don't you do your Uber joke anymore? So I brought it back last year and I still close with it because it's like such a reliable joke. Oh, and it's yeah. one of my first jokes I ever wrote and I do it all the time. What Can you can you give us a bit of it? What yeah, do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a short one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Um, uh, the other day, um, my mum asked me what the phone number was for Uber. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh. Um, because I realize if I tell her it's an app, I'll have to explain to her what an app is, <laughs> which I didn't want to do. So I just gave her a fake number. <laughs> and I realize that sounds really bad, but I honestly know for a fact that she's going to have a really good laugh about it once we find her. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it back. Yeah. It's a good bit. It's, it's a good it's one to go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, we seriously don't know where she is, yeah, so please. No. Yes, um, but yes, that's yeah. why I'm on here. Hell, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's please, two cool. reasons. It's to get those those accounts, fake accounts shut down, and we need to find Mrs. White. Yeah, yes. please. Yeah. <laughs> She's last seat in the Redlands area, trying to get into the city. <laughs> Booking an Uber to Queen Street. She's, part of, she's been pro- trying to reach out by making fake TikTok accounts. That's oh, what she oh. <laughs> It's a way of communicating. Yeah, she's the like, first letter of yeah. each post. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Nick, when she says, I love this video, that's a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> Come and find me. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you do Raw a, a third time and then mm. you fall in love with stand, stand-up comedy and you start doing it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you started, you know, being like, okay, can I make a, a career? Can I start making some decent money off this? Was there a turning point or was there a conversation you had to either have with yourself or have with your friends or your, or your mum or anything like that? Honestly, well, yeah, it's kind of when I was doing my master's and I only had three gigs under my belt, but yeah. I made the decision I wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> Great. And everyone's like, you're doing your master's. You're in so much debt with uni. I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> comedy's for me. Um, everyone was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but then, honestly, so that was 2017 that mm. I decided I wanted to be a comedian. And I've only, I only became a full-time comedian at the end of last year. So yeah. it took five years. Okay. Also, I mean, like, I went to New York not with the goal of making it as a comedian. It was just to experience life and to, you know, it's a pressure cooker for stand-up. You get a lot better a lot quicker because it's New York City and it's just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's kind of when I moved home. And also, COVID happened. So, there was two is years. That, is that why you moved back from New York because of COVID? Uh, yeah, I lived there for the first year of COVID. So, yeah. no stand-up for a year. Um, <clears throat> and then it just got too much. And I was like, I just need to be back in Australia. And then I moved to Sydney and three weeks later... The lockdown started yeah. here, and I was like, yeah. "Good timing!" <laughs> Smashed it. Uh, yeah. How was the the comedy? I mean, the the comedy scene in New York versus the comedy scene in Brizzy, where you were starting. Mm. I mean, obviously, you said it was a lot more hectic, but were there any other like key differences? I imagine they would be exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> they, were. they were. Yeah. Um, Brisbane is the New York of Australia. Brisbane's actually yeah. so good for stand up. Yeah. Because like they have a lot of gigs, and even the open mics in Brisbane, there's always a crowd. Well, mm. back in 2018, there was, but. 
Um, New York was the opposite. You had to pay to do an open mic. Right. Sometimes you have to pay five bucks and then the audience would just be other comics who were on their phones and didn't give a fuck. So it's like, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a shock going there. But qu- quite early on, I did this thing called the industry room, which is like a bringer show. So you have to bring like five friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how they make their money. But then like, there's like 10 people on the lineup and someone wins and gets like pro spots at the club, at the yeah. Broadway Comedy Club. And I won that. So that gave me the confidence to like gig more. Right. Um, and then around the time I was coming out, I started doing queer gigs in Brooklyn and that they were the most fun because yeah. the audiences were so supportive and inclusive and like, uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I probably, I, when I first got there, I didn't gig heaps because I was like, also because I worked at a cafe and I had to get up at 4am. It was <laughs> fucked up. Um, but yeah, and then I really got into the groove of it and like found the kind of scene that I liked. Yeah. Um, and that was good. Yeah. Are you doing like, so, you know, sort of jumping back again. So, you know, you've. You've done high school, then you've gone to uni, you found, you know, your four friends and, you know, you've gone overseas, you've come out and all this. Are you doing any character work during that or is it just sort of the stand up towards the end? Um, Has that been on pause since like high school? At that time, I always had... Or just for friends, you're doing it for laughs and like... Yeah, good question. I think, I remember at uni, I had some characters... Like I had a few, like I had this one called Little Susie and she'd always speak in third person. She'd be, she was like British. She was like, Little Susie's hungry. Like, and I used to draw her as well. Um, I worked at Woolworths and I'd always do that character there and they loved it. <laughs> Not to the customers. I mean like to my check out. Little Susie, what's you know if you're having a good day now? <laughs> Beep. <laughs> We have 500 grams of shaved champagne like ham. <laughs> little Susie will get that for you right now. <laughs> a little bit for little Susie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's fucking great. But yeah, I had some characters at uni and then, uh, but when I, I, I mean, in my stand-up, I always did a lot of like voices and like accents and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when I actually moved to New York, I, my first roommate was this British girl who was a friend of a friend who was an actress. Yeah. And her and I started these characters who were vocal coaches. Yeah. And we started a YouTube channel for them. They're called hashtag those vocal coaches. Yeah. <laughs> and we would just react to live performances uh, and people thought it was real. Yeah. And they'd be like, why are you being so mean to Miley Cyrus? And because we'd be like, she, and they're British as well. Yeah. She would be using this technique called um, Vertiganus where she would go back and she'd apply pressure, like just talking shit, <laughs> yeah. improv the whole thing, like yeah. 10 minutes. And people used to get mad. We had so many dislikes <laughs> on our videos. It was funny. How is that working with, I mean, I know it was, you were just mucking around having a bit of fun, but working with somebody else in that kind of improv live scene, mm. making those videos as opposed to the stuff you'd done in the past. How did that, how, how did that feel for you, comedy oh. fear? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, moving to New York was when I really started to collaborate with other creators. Yeah. Um, her name was Finty. I mean, I think her name is still Finty. She had us formerly known as Finty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and we just, like, realized we had this very similar sense of humor with that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and, like, even though the videos didn't do well we had so much fun. I'd be like, can we film one this weekend? And like, we'd wear funny costumes and it was just so fun. And then, yeah. And then I met, um, a lot of standups in New York and then some of them are Australian and they live back here now. So yeah, I feel like it's good to have kind of creative partners in different things like characters, standup writing. Um, yeah. So I found a lot of people in New York. So when did the character stuff then sort of start again full time? Is it, are you doing it during lockdown in Sydney or? 
No, well, I moved back in March 2021 and I lived with my parents on the sunny coast. So I did a few gigs in Brisbane yeah. in those three months and then moved to Sydney June 2021, did two gigs. And I was like, it's good to be back. Here we go. <laughs> and then locked down for like four months, which was great. And yeah. then, yeah, I started my TikTok when I moved back to Australia. But mm. for the first year of it, nothing took off. And it was just a lot of like sound stuff. Like when this happens and like I wasn't doing many characters. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the first thing that blew up? Yeah, it was with my friend Tilly. We're just on the beach one day. And because Tilly lived in New York as well, that's where we met. And it would always just be like, we'd always say American stuff like, oh, I got sciatica. And like, <laughs> I better go to the bodega for my <laughs> subpoena and like sabbatical and all this stuff. And then we just made a video of it called like, what American TV sounded like as an Australian kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that just yeah. blew up. So yeah. then. <laughs> And now we both do this full time. So that was kind of what started everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was February last year. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when you say, like, at the start, obviously, you're making TikToks for you, nothing was really working, mm. and you weren't doing comedy. What was that time like for somebody who was like, I'm going to be a full-time comedy? That was the worst year of my life. <laughs> no, it was... Because, yeah, moving back from New York was very hard i didn't want to but my mental health was just so bad yeah and i was like, i just need to be like with my family in a country where there's no covid for yeah. now <laughs> um yeah and then i was like it felt like starting from the bottom like starting from square one because you know and then moving even like starting in brisbane again like in the scene there so many new people i was like no one knows who i am i've been away for like three years mm. And then, yeah, moved to Sydney. No one knew who I was here. So started from scratch in this scene and then locked down again. It was just a lot of like, I mean, during the pandemic, everyone kind of had to like get knocked down and start again. But yeah, it felt like that for a, a long time. Yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned your, your mental health wasn't great. How do you find performing when your mental health is struggling? Like, do you shy away from it? Do you lean into it more to try and, you know, concentrate on it? How do you find that balance? Um, well, I'm on medication now, so that's good. But like, antidepressants, they're great, aren't they? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm on anti-anxiety medication because, yeah, that's why I moved home from New York. I was just too anxious, anxious. to like function. Yeah. Um, and then that helped a lot moving home. But uh, I've had anxiety for like 10 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, probably since I was a kid. Um, just not diagnosed and you yeah. hadn't spoken to anyone. Yeah. 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 Um, I did my first solo show in Brisbane last year in July and I was back in Brisbane. So I went to see my doctor and I was like, I need a new mental health care plan. I'm not doing well. And he's like, have you thought about medication? I was like yeah <laughs> so then i started and it was just like it's what i needed at that point because yeah. like my career was starting to take off and i was finding it scary well mm -hmm. not scary but like the stakes were higher yeah and it was getting to me so yeah. um the medications helped with that because i could just yeah it's just nothing's as scary as it actually seems yeah have mm. you been able to use that in your comedy yet like do you make jokes about your mental health is that something that oh yeah oozes in yeah, 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 yeah in yeah. my show that i just toured i had a section about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. And like therapists and stuff like that. And was that hard to do or was that something that you were like, you were so, you know, you're so confident in your own ability that you were like, you know what, I can, I can start talking about this stuff that has, you know, caused me so much hurt over mm. such a long period of time. I feel like I just write jokes about what's happening at the time. So that's why my, like my first show that I did was kind of just all my favorite material over the last like four, three or four years. So it was kind of like a narrative of, Oh, like this is me as a kid. Then I came out and then I moved to New York, oh, moved to New York, then came out and then like was very mentally ill. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I just write jokes of like what's happening at the time yeah. to kind of, cause I just feel good when 
I can laugh about it with other people. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned before the stakes are higher. Do you think that you've changed at all your creative process now because you've got so many followers and so many likes or like, is there something you try to do where you're like, I'm just going to do this video because I love it and I think it's funny or are you trying to create content where you think, I think this will really hit and engage well? I definitely only post stuff that I find funny yeah. because I find that that's the key to doing well. Like, well, in comedy anyway, I mean, if I find something funny, the odds are someone, most people will. If I'm trying to force something, first of all, it feels gross. Yeah. And then like, it often doesn't do that well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And, and that's why my characters evolve and get weird. Like the annoying coworker started like very subtle. Yeah. Just like, so what am I get you to do? And then I got bored of that. So then eventually he started being like, yeah. And he started being like, <laughs> cause I was like, I, I need to keep finding it funny. Otherwise yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always trying to make sure I find it funny. And how do you go with like working with other people? Because I mean, they said it like a lot of people have sent me your stuff as well, but now it seems you're like popping up in other people's TikTok pages. Mm. Is that something you like Will Gibb Gibb all the time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's great working with Will because yesterday we hung out for like an hour and we filmed four videos each. Like him and I just on the same, like, we're just like, bam, 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 bam. Mm. All like, we usually just do them in one take. We improv. Um, It's good being like, it's good, um, at being at this level, because now I can reach out to the people I want to work with, and Great. often they'll say yes, and I'm like, that's so good. Because like, yeah, I was a fan of Will for ages, and you reached out to him, and he went no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll come yeah. back in a few yeah. months. He's also making a shitload of money off those fake accounts from your things. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, was what, there anyone you reached out with? And they were like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Oh. Or everyone's been really supportive in that community. Yeah, I try not to look stupid so i i kind of wait till i know that they're a fan of mine before <laughs> I, don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to look silly how many of my videos have they liked yeah yeah or um or follow back oh, yeah follow me okay. yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to look desperate <laughs> so have you been rejected by anybody has there been anyone that's like oh. oh i mean sometimes like if i'm yeah, there's probably been people where I'll be like, hey, I'm in your city if you want to, like, collaborate. And then they just never read the message. And I'm yeah. like, that's fine. Or name names. <laughs> there's only one that I can think of. But um, who? I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll work with them soon. Yeah. They probably just didn't see it. They're busy. Mm, you know, yeah. And like then next week's guest on this what do you, uh, yeah, we'll find out where they are. No, um, what do you, do you prefer, like, the, the stand-up? Do you prefer creating the videos? Is there something, is there something else you want to try? Like... Oh, I just want to try everything that's creative. Yeah. Like I, I just want to, well, now that my full-time job is comedy, um, it's just a weight off my shoulders. Cause I was working full-time in architecture and doing this up until December last year. And it just, yeah. And I was like, I just want to be able to wake up and just be creative all day. Even though architecture is creative. It's not really a different type. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was just like drawing details of like floorboards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a great job, though. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> Did you ha- have me. a conversation with your parents being like, guys, I'm stepping away from architecture. This is full time now. Well, yeah, I was working from home every day and I was calling my dad being like, I want to quit so bad. And he's like, OK, quit then. And I was like, no, I can't. And he's like, well, don't then. Like, they're just... <laughs> you always wanted them to say, no, don't yeah. quit. Yeah, 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 you can't. Very... You're going to stay being an architect. And you're like, I'll show you. Yeah, but they're yeah. like, whatever you want, son. No, we honestly, really support they're it. They're the most. Su- well, it's because my brother's a soccer player. So they've always they used to like having a kid who hasn't taken like a conventional career sure. path. Yeah. And my brother was working, you know, as an airport cleaner in his mid twenties, waiting for his soccer to take off. 
And everyone would be like, when's he going to get a real job? But then it did. And he was on TV and he was playing in the A-League. And like, they just really trust in, yeah, they trust in our vision. And did that, nice. But did it make it harder or easier? Because uh, I guess it could be hard as well if like, you know, sometimes you need that, like other comedians and comics mm, who've chatted to, they yeah. they needed that fire. They needed sort of someone being like, no, you've got to do it's this. It's almost like, like they I'm needed an, yeah. an enemy to, yeah. to work against. Oh, I don't know. I mean, well, I think I've always been very... I mean, I think it's because I'm such an anxious person. I've always like, I was working full time until I physically couldn't do both jobs anymore. Yeah. And I was starting to make enough money from TikTok where I was like, I can live off this. Yeah. But yeah, I was probably trying to keep them both up for too long. And my, yeah, my parents, they're just very level headed. And they were like, oh, well, if you've like, because I would ring them and be like, I've sorted it out. Like, if I work and do this and I'll earn this money. And yeah. And they would just listen to me and be like, yeah, it sounds like you've thought it through. And. <laughs> So they're just, they're very chill. They're very that. chill people. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, I love talking to these new wave of uh, comedians, particularly in Australia, who've, who've made, you know, uh, such a, such a stance on the comic world through TikTok and through social mm. media. Um, and I know some people have varying opinions of it saying, oh, you know, um, it's so hard to, you know, stand out now because of social media. Do you agree with that? Or do you think TikTok helps enhance uh, comedians coming up through the ranks? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I mean, it's hard. I know that my, uh, one of my strongest skills is like character comedy. So I think I have an upper hand with TikTok because it's such a yeah. visual, you know, platform. For, yeah, I can only say good things about it because it's launched my career. Of course. Yeah, I, I sometimes wonder if I didn't ever get into TikTok where my comedy career would be now. Like I'd still be working in architecture, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great tool. It's created a whole, do, do you agree? It's created a whole new realm of comedians now, yeah. hasn't it? That, that wasn't, it wasn't there before. Yeah, totally. Like you either had to be in TV to be seen mm. or, or you do stand up. That was it. And now yeah. anybody with a phone yeah. downloading the free app can, can I guess have this platform. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. And I think, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I started in stand up though. Cause you know, I, I'm kind of used to performing and I'm still getting better at stand up. Like I don't think I'm. I've been doing it a while, but like, I'm just glad I had that experience of live performance and joke writing before taking off with TikTok because I still love performing live. And I, don't, I didn't want to be one of those like TikTokers that would be like, oh, I'm big on TikTok now. Time to try live performance and then yeah. just not know what I'm doing. Like, because that Boo, happens. Go back to my app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get back in my phone. <laughs> Why am I here? I don't like real Nick. Yeah. 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 Do you so, think also like that sort of the longer route? of you know working and doing other things traveling as well has helped you as a performer whether it be stand-up or just you know doing character work or whatever because you've you've chatted to real people you've been out in the real world and oh, you sort yeah. of have a sense of it yeah i don't think i would have been able to like make it in comedy at any earlier stage in my life mm. like i'm 30 now and i remember in my mid to late 20s i was like i just want to like i just want to be doing comedy full-time now but i feel i just needed to like live that experience just to know who i was and be confident enough to be like oh like now I know what my comedic voice is um, and I'm, I'm so silly online, but I'm, I don't care. And I used to be so self-conscious about like, it's because I was so shy growing yeah. up yeah. and I used to really like care what people thought, but I feel like I, yeah, kind of had to live what I did in my twenties to get to a point where I was like, oh, now I know how I'm meant to be as a comedian and as a person and yeah. feel comfortable enough in myself. Yeah, how I mean, do you, how do you go with um like comments? Do you look at comments where like you can put a video up, it gets millions of views. Um, every comment, there's hundreds, thousands of comments. They're all good, but there's one bad one. Do you obsess over that? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it depends. Like, I remember I posted one about the dull coworker, and I did it with my parents' puppy. Yeah, and the puppy, she's like a cattle dog 
cross border collie. So she's crazy. Yeah. And I like, had the wig and I was like, like getting her all fired up. Yeah. And then, so she was like jumping at my face and people were like, this puppy's dangerous. I hate dogs like this. And I was oh. like, oh, and that's, that's probably the most mad I've gotten <laughs> yeah. in the comments. But oh, shut up. I think when people like, you're not funny. I'm like, well, I know that's not true. <laughs> yeah. But when people comment about my appearance, I, I'm like, really? Like, and it gets to me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try not to read too many comments. I mean, you said that, uh, you know, stand up. I mean, you adore stand up. You feel like you've grown so much, but you still want to get better. Yeah. How do you improve? Like, I know people have different pathways for this, but for mm. you, like, after you do a stand up set, do you go back and, you know, psychoanalyze it or do you let people tell you how to be better or how do you improve in the stand up field? Just trying to get on stage as much as I can. And I think TikTok has actually become such a big part of my life in the last year or just like like making sketches and characters and stuff that I haven't been doing as much stand-up as I want. Sorry. Um, I know it's emotional, man. No. I just, I just wish I was on stage more. <laughs> I was just burping. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was polite because we've had people that have burped straight into the mic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not me. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But I guess I love doing live shows and I love meeting fans after shows and stuff and... I want to do a big tour next year, but I don't just want to do a tour because I know I can make money from it and yeah, people will come. People I want to do up, like yeah. a really good show. So, and I think going to festivals, I try to watch as much comedy as I can. I was just in Edinburgh and I saw some really sick comedy and I was like, I just want to do a show that's really good. And, and it's tricky now because like the show that I just toured was my first one. So I could do all my favorite material and I have to write a whole new show in a few months. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to like dedicate like three hours a day to writing stand up. But I don't know, my best strokes just come to me when I sit down and try. I just struggle. Yeah. But- okay. Yeah. The one thing, I mean, one of the big things I've noticed, Nick, and I know you started this by saying that, you know, you're a shy kid and, and, and not heaps of confidence and stuff, but I feel like one thing you do have is ambition. Like, and, mm. uh, and I feel like, is that something that really has driven you, uh, particularly, you know, through all those shit years and that kind of stuff? Like, even now you're like, I just want to do a really good show. Mm. Like, you're someone who cares about it. It's not one of those people that just stands up and goes, oh, I'm funny. Watch people laugh. Yeah. Um, is that something that you've, you've thought of, like, you're in, in using your ambition to, you know, keep driving you forward in this space? I guess so. I mean, comedy is really the only thing I've really cared about yeah. and been passionate about. So I had no ambition as a teenager. Like yeah. school didn't care. Uni, I cared a bit about architecture just because my friends cared. Yeah. But comedy is the one thing where I'm like, even when like it wasn't looking good, like lockdown and like I was still doing like open mics, just like no one knew who I was. I was always like, no, I'm going to eventually do this as my career. Like I never doubted it. Yeah. It's just the one thing where I was like, yeah, this is what I meant to do. Uh, yeah, I think it's the one thing in my life that I've just given it my all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel, I mean, I've, I've spoken to people who like, when they let that doubt creep in, that's when it really drops off, mm. you know, the career and stuff. Have you had friends in the industry who have like, you know, they've started in a similar place where you have let doubt kind of come in and it, it's kind of ended what they've done or it's taken a longer time to get back to where they were? Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, TikTok for me, <clears throat> like kind of blowing up on that, that gave me a lot of confidence because it was kind of validation. Like, oh, I am funny. Like, I knew I was. And now, like, having people tell me it. Because, yeah, when you're just doing stand-up and you're just, like, on the scene for years, you're like, when is something going to happen? Like, am I good? And you're like, no, I am. And then, yeah, it's, sometimes it's easy to question yourself and your talent. And um, so, yeah. And I wanted to know as well, so all these characters, yeah. you know, obviously you started them when you were still working in architecture and all that kind of stuff. Are they based on people? Like, have people come up to you, like Janine in the office gone, I saw that one, that's me, isn't it? Have all people the time. said that to you? Yeah, all the time. And have you had happen. to lie to them and say no? Or do you go, <laughs> yeah, fuck, you got me. It's you. Well, 
You're annoying. There's only, honestly, most of them are just based on like a type of person, except mm. I don't know if you've seen my one. He's called the creepy coworker. Yeah. That's based on someone. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Like, does that person know? I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> 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 person he was should like, be fired or arrested. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, well, I mean, yeah, he wasn't my favorite person in the office, but I was like, oh, I can't wait till I resign because you're you're such a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the dull coworker. That's just kind of based on like boring people. But then one day I met someone with that slight lisp, and she was really boring, and I was like. I was like, wait, keep talking. And then I was like, mm, that's what Carly's going to sound like. So, <laughs> she was just like, so I just got a bottle of wine for us. So, yeah. um, so we can all just have a glass. And I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. I, lo- yeah. I love your she, voice. She thinks you're interested in it. I was like, no, bitch, I'm using it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Literally. I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Nick? I mean, we've had the little, you know, journey from early days to now. Do you think you were born funny? Oh, my gosh. Let me think. Either, uh, can I say, either I was or a lot of, like, early influences. Because, yeah, I I definitely was the black sheep of my family and just felt like I didn't fit in in most places. But I think, uh, to be honest, I think, Nathan, Nick, is because I think to identify, like, when you did that story about, you know, you got given the sentence or whatever and you had to finish Ooh, it. Yeah, and you knew straight away. It wasn't was... just that you'd written it. There was the thing, like, you're like, all right, the Amanda Show, they're weird. That gets laughs. Ooh. I find that funny. So if I do this... Like, there was a thought process, a process into what you were doing. You weren't just... Yeah, I think, well, I was just obsessed with The Amanda Show and The Simpsons. Like, that was just kind of like, I would just absorb a lot of that kind of stuff when I was so young. And I think that really shaped... And I just also, because I didn't fit in, I just was so observant. Because I was like, how do I be normal? And I just watch people and be like, okay, I'll do that. I'll try that. <laughs> and then, that's how I got to pick up on so many, like, mannerisms. So, it's either, like, very early days. I guess I was born funny, because th- those skills... Um, I use them to be funny, I guess. Yeah. So, I so yes. <laughs> that was a long-winded answer, but, <laughs> but we got it there. took us 50 <laughs> minutes. But yes, Nick White, I think absolutely born funny, everybody. Oh, <laughs> I do think that. And look, that's usually how we end the podcast. But, yeah. And feel free to turn this down, Nick, as well. But I've got a message here from producer Jared, who's sitting outside and thoroughly enjoying um, you being on. I can see some laughs. Yeah, I can see you over there gigging. Also, our, hide in the corner. our producer for the radio show doesn't laugh that much when we're on radio, oh. but we'll speak about that later. <laughs> Jared, um, he said, how quickly can you do impressions? Could you do one of us? Oh, I don't mm. think so. Is Wait. It, how I long feel, does it take feel, you to come up with them? Well, I feel like uh, you guys have good voices. Like, yeah. I just, I feel like there needs to be some kind of weird... No, you know what? I know who I reckon you could do a really good impression oh, of. Whom? Jared, come in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> oh, you're so... like the bully at school. Yeah, you're like yeah. the bully. Do, impersonate <laughs> him. Do Jared. Do Jared. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't... I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, that's it's fair. like grade eight all yes, over it's, again. It's fine. <laughs> Massive round of applause, Nick White. Oh, we love you, brother. Nick. Guys. Thank you, mate. Very Appreciate funny. it. Um, very good. Thank you. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, you must have liked this then. I may as well give you a sneak peek for next week. It's another funny person. Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's Tim Collins. <laughs> Who gave us stuff like this. So, Tim, do you think you were born funny? Yes. No. Yes. This is going to be a fun podcast. (laughs) (laughs) More from them next week. See you then. Listener.